0: Is the ring of words pop news
1: the trivia music show
0: of your favorite pop stars hey Tsilame, everybody Welcome to another episode of Pop Muse, and yes, this is a music trivia show where you can hear fun stories and comments about your favorite music stars. Mostly coming from me, your host Wing Chi, and occasionally from this guy that's about to speak. <laughs> occasionally, how,
1: did you say "chillamai"? Ch- 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 me? I mean, Chulama, right? isn't that like eating something or eating
0: something? So that's like kind of an old-fashioned way of to greet somebody in China ask them if they've eaten right <laughs> it's like asking how's the weather in uk okay yeah right. we chinese care about the well-being of your stomach
1: right right at least that's the impression right right <laughs> <laughs> well it's good that we're teaching a little bit of chinese on this program too right Right at the start of the beginning yes Getting sir.
0: serious so you
1: got somebody special you want to share today
0: well, I guess two times in a row, I'm introducing another singer-songwriter. Awesome. She writes beautiful melodies. She writes very obscure. And at the same time, very obscure, pretty I like that. profound, profound lyrics. Okay. Which kind of makes her the goddess for the artsy young people in
1: China. Artsy. All right. All right. Sounds good. Looking forward to what your definition of artsy is. <laughs> <laughs> And today I got a legendary band that I would like to share with everyone today. And I don't think I'll have to go very far in the facts for people to pick out who mm. these artists are. So uh, so there's yeah.
0: pre- there's plenty obvious facts.
1: Lots of, I mean, at least from my perspective, I mean, I'm not sure how, you know, where you're at with this. But I, mm. I, I definitely know that you know some of their music. So you will get this right today for sure. Sounds <laughs> good. And for those of you joining us for the first time, just a quick disclaimer: all the information that we get for the show is internet based. So some of them may not be updated, might be erroneous. So bear with us on some of these quote unquote facts. So if there's anything that stands out to you, any inaccuracies, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. So anyway, let's get cracking. Let's let's waste any more time. Let's do it. Move on to fact number one. And this is according to thestyleinspiration.com. Mm. And also Ultimate Classic Rock. These artists' origins are kind of spread out all over the USA. You have one singer who's from Nebraska. You have another from Minnesota, one from Texas and Michigan. All of these guys never met each other, and they all moved to L.A. to find work. And they actually met at a concert uh, they opened for Linda Rodstan. And these musicians only actually played one live gig together at this uh, opening or this concert opening uh, before they formed the band. I guess the, the chemistry was just right. They're clicking. Right. And so they decided to form a band in... But their first concert that they performed together was actually at a Disneyland, mm. which I think is kind of interesting. <laughs> Sounds like it's a band for children's songs, like Mavis it band. It <laughs> seems like that, you know, like they're playing if you're for in kids, Disneyland. Which is interesting because when you hear their music, it doesn't sound... Disney-friendly? Doesn't sound <laughs> child-friendly. But anyway, that's where they first started to play. Okay. And then they um, did the gig with Linda, and then they decided that they wanted to start a band. These guys have a really interesting character, one in particular. Um, <laughs> he has a really funny story um, His mother bought him a drum set As a reward for Get this A reward Yes For blowing up the family's Primitive laundry tub With a cherry primitive. bomb Primitive A right. cherry
0: bomb Is that a kind of like, Firecracker That's an explosive
1: Yes <laughs> Is it, like, legal or illegal on the market? Uh, I don't think that these are legal, actually. But I guess they got tired, or he got tired of washing clothes the old way in a big tub. Mm. And he wanted to express he was, his
0: feelings. He was probably testing how <laughs> how well
1: the firecracker works, right? The cherry bomb. Sure. I guess that's one way of, of putting it. But right. the prank led to the arrival of their first modern clothes washing machine. <laughs> so I guess the mom took a hint and said, you know what? It's, it's yeah, time he, to upgrade. He was doing the family a favor. But, which is really bizarre because I think for most parents, they would be so angry and they would probably make that child pay for you know yeah, this washing machine. I, I could right? imagine what...
0: His mother was thinking about it. Probably, she was for a long time. She was trying to get rid of this thing, but it's still working. And she's the kind of frugal person. I can totally relate to that. If something
1: still works, yeah, I wouldn't want to get rid of it. Or maybe she was the one that had to do most of the washing, and so that was a a cue for maybe his dad to buy a washing you know? machine
0: that makes <laughs> make sense her too. life yeah, a lot that's easier. A, that's a logical story as well.
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're gonna move on to fact number two. This is according to Wikipedia. So the idea of naming the band what it is came from a peyote and tequila-influenced group outing in the Mojave Desert. This is a... Peyote. A peyote. Tequila-influenced group. (laughs) Sounds like a
0: (laughs) a subtle way of saying
1: a bunch of drinking buddies. Oh, yeah, definitely. But what's a peyote? Uh, It's a cactus, okay? Long story short. But anyway, back to the naming... Different sources say different things. One source said that one of the band members read a little about the Hopi Indians of that region and their reverence to a specific animal. And moving on a little bit more about this fact, their style was influenced by 1960s rhythm and blues, soul, bluegrass, and rock bands such as the Birds and Buffalo Springfield. And this band's overall sound has been described as, quote, California rock and I I thought this was kind of interesting because none of these guys were really from California I mean I think later on they had a band member who was from Oakland so technically he qualifies but some, But most of these other guys, as I mentioned before, they're all spread out over the U.S. But somehow they were given this, I guess, name or this uh, style of being California rockers.
0: But they have to find a unified name because it cannot be, was <laughs> this guy from? They can, it cannot be Nebraska rock, <laughs> Minnesota rock, or
1: assorted right. rock from four states. I think that California, for a lot of people, especially during this time... Carried a certain significance or meaning, and it was kind of positive. I don't know if it was from the gold rush back in the day, but you know, California just has this really chill, relaxed kind of place, and uh, these guys represent that pretty well in their music. It's kind of a common vibe for all the coastal states or places. I guess you could say that. Uh, In 1971, the group signed with manager David Geffen, which is a big name in the music world, and agreed to record for his new label, Asylum Records and in february of that year they flew out to england to record the album. So, we're going to go ahead and move on to fact number 3 and yeah, this source kind of has the band's name in it, so I can't really say <laughs> exactly where I got this from, but it's So it's like their fan club, something like that, onlinecentral.com, but you know, that's the uh, the band's name in the front. Their second album took Cowboys and Gunslingers of old America for its theme, mm. drawing comparisons between their lifestyles and modern rock stars. I'm picturing Western style in my head right all now. All right, all right. And um, this was inspired by a book, including photos of their corpses that a band member had received as a birthday present. So. Interesting that this uh, album came from a book that had these guys in it, and the book had like pictures of their dead bodies. That just sounds uh, pretty dark, if you ask me. But it does sound very dark to <laughs> me, <laughs> little bit, little bit. Um, so a song, one of their most famous songs, and the lyrics were really about waking up in the morning after drinking tequila all night. And another popular single called "Outlaw Man" made it onto the Billboard 100 charts. So. After the shows in the 70s, this band was famous, or I should say infamous, for their third encore.
0: Third encore. Third encore. Is encore the kind of thing that the fans ask the musicians to perform extra songs? Of course. So again, third encore is like asking for encore for triple times?
1: <laughs> Not exactly. Here, their third encore included bathtubs of booze, pharmaceuticals, and quite a few eager groupies. Okay, party. <laughs> right. So, destruction of hotel suites was not uncommon in this guy's... Destruction of the hotel rooms. Right. So, the third encore Mm. is like after... The After concert. the concert. And After partying. Out partying. Right. This is
0: called the third encore. So it kind of yeah. reminds me of Have you seen the <laughs> film Wolf of Wall Street? Wolf
1: of Wall Street. That's with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Right.
0: So in the movie, he was partying so hard in Vegas mm-hmm. and he had to refurbish the whole entire floor <laughs> in, a, in a casino. <laughs> so it's kind of yeah. got a similar vibe he with this band right now.
1: Definitely. Definitely. And another side note about one of these band members a scary accident happened in 19. 80 when his plane that he was in had to be put down on a Colorado pasture and this tore off the bottom of the plane he and his girlfriend had to jump out of the aircraft while it was still moving and barely escaping with injury so this bank received a $7,000 invoice for the flight and, of course, the manager of the band returned it with a note saying, we don't pay for crash landings.
0: That's <laughs> legitimate. I think it should <laughs> yeah. be the other way around. I mean, right. they should, they should, should be asking them. for compensation for stress. Right, uh, right.
1: I think that's kind of legendary, actually, to survive a plane crash. I mean, how many people can say, yeah, my I've plane I've survived a plane and, crash. And, you know, we just had a little bit of you know, scuffs and bruises here. Yeah, but
0: he, also, he, he has got some stories to tell uh, to his grandkids.
1: We're going to move on to fact number four, and this is according to the Theidolator.com and Wikipedia. A founding member left the band after their album. And here's another big clue for a lot of listeners out there. One of these nights, this album, hmm. due to creative differences... And this source also went on to mention how the band leaders, or two in particular, got into a fight where the the direction that the band was going in, they had a conflict, and one of the band members poured beer on the other guy's head and said, dude, you need to chill out. (laughs) Classy.
0: (laughs) It's kind of a friendly fight. They're not really getting into Uh, physical fights. Well,
1: pouring beer on someone's head, I would say, is a provocation. It's humiliating,
0: Yeah, but it's not that It's a provocation.
1: Unless you're just smashed anyway and then it doesn't really matter but I mean if you guys are having a one-on-one about what you guys are gonna do for the band you know for your work and someone pours beer on your head yeah I mean I, I could see why the, one of the members left after this uh, altercation hmm. but um fair enough but generally the band struggled with the transition from country to rock and roll because initially they had like a you know an American country sound and then yeah they're transitioning the, to gunslingers it. cowboys right, right right so their fifth album Features a song Which is also the name of the album That is known and sung all over the world And this album went on to be a major success I can't say the name of the song because Right, was I was thinking about that So it's you're not going to talk about this song, right? No, 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 no I'm, I'll, I'll attempt to uh, hum it a little bit later <laughs> But uh, right now I, I, I can't give it away But the huge worldwide tour In support of the album Further drained the band members And strained their personal and creative relationships And uh... <laughs> Another random side note about this period of time. One of the lead band members brought along his personal king-size mattress for <laughs> comfort. For every, everywhere that they went, everywhere that they performed, he had to have his mattress with him. And it was big. And the crew... Had to lug that thing around between performances. And then the funny part is, it was never even used. So, where did he sleep?
0: All, all I, I the guess way. he must
1: have found a bed. I mean, the artist went on to complain like sometimes uh, hotel beds yeah, are Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He's probably have a really high standard for the place where he sleeps. But I think that's just part of working with people. When you're working with a, a group of guys and you, they're kind of wild and they have their, their, you know, the artist artistically minded and they're always going to have things Booze that set them ha- hot off top. of course you got alcohol things of this nature these kinds of things are going to put people in weird frames of minds where they're going it could be difficult to work with them at some point hmm. you know and i think that this band is probably in a, the epitome of this kind of situation so yeah mattress was never used but felt the need to bring it around and to further expand on this example, in one event that was performed for a senator's reelection bid, two of the band's lead members' tempers were boiling over, so they had this feud going on. <laughs> They're so hot <hot-headed>. it. <laughs> and throughout the performance, the two were making threats to each other. And after the song, and this I think the title of the song is pretty ironic here. One of their top singles, if for a, a lot of listeners out there, a lot of big fans, "Best of My Love." one member reportedly said he would, We couldn't wait to get backstage and kick the other guys behind. <laughs> <laughs> and, while, and while the other one said at the same time, three more songs until I beat you down. You know. So it's like they're mm. like mouthing these words to each other in between songs, in between performances, and really they're out there singing these really nice songs and they're really sweet and they have these really yeah. good vibes. But behind the scenes, they're like, they're like at each other's throats, and I thought that that was pretty interesting. <laughs>
0: I, th- I, I, I figure it's probably difficult for like very creative music- musicians yeah. to form a band because everybody has very individual personality. Yes, I think And they so. have to make compromises. And it's just yeah.
1: a matter of time before these differences get the best of a lot of these guys. But yeah, we're going to move on to fact number five. And this is according to tonsoffacts.com. <laughs> and this should come to no surprise after what I was mentioning earlier. In 1980... These guys stopped performing music and they broke up. And the official announcement that they actually broke up came two years later 1982. And they took a 14-year hiatus. I mean, in the meantime, they you know, went to do some solo work or whatever. But they generally stopped doing music together until after that 14-year was up, they uh, were called to do a video. They eventually got back together. And at that video shoot, they decided that they were going to perform a live album and the title of this album, I thought, was pretty hilarious because, and again, another huge hint for a lot of the fans, the listeners out there, the title of this album was called Hell Freezes Over. And hell it, Freezes Over. Yes. Yeah, so this is kind it of a... is pretty rough. A, this is an expression, actually. Is in, there a story in, behind this? In English. It just means that, um, well, hell, hell's a really hot place, right? Right. With so, the
0: lavas. Well, just fire. <laughs> the demons, right? right?
1: The lavas. Yes. And when hell freezes over, which will probably never happen Never happen, okay So when someone says this expression, you know, it means that something's never going to happen So Very resolute it So this album was named by one of the band members as a reoccurring statement that the group would never get back together again Or the band would get back together when hell freezes over
0: Okay, so the the name of the title is like a, a tribute to this history because they did eventually right. get back together right
1: so, so it's like the hell well, hell has <laughs> frozen. frozen over guys
0: oh that's cool like uh, after all these years of fighting and, yeah. <laughs> and maybe hating each other right. or maybe cursing each other they finally decided to bury the hatchet
1: yeah I guess you could say that I suppose the feud had cooled down a little bit so their fans really really embraced their uh, their union but of course there were more conflicts later on when certain band members Were dismissed, and Mm. of course, royalties and money (laughs) and certain things, of course, came into the picture. So, I wouldn't say it was a happy ending, but it's uh, certainly at least at that time, at least at that moment, Right, right? Right. Their compilation album, and it was titled Their Greatest Hits, and this is in 1976, became the highest selling album of the 20th century. In the United States until it was taken over by Michael Jackson Thriller. So one of the highest selling albums of all time in the United States. Very big band, really unique style. And most people from not just the US, but all over the world everywhere that I've been, that I've traveled, they're aware of this band and they know one song in particular. So before (laughs) I hum it, I mean, do you have any idea who you think? these I guys might have would be? a a little bit of a clue from the
0: facts because okay. it's a band, and I don't know that many bands. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you you mentioned that their name came from kind of an animal in the desert. Okay. Okay. So that might be a clue for me. It
1: might be a clue for you. All but right. I'm
0: uh, I'm I'm gonna wait until that beautiful <laughs> melody coming out of your.
1: Uh, On a dog <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cool wind in my hair, warm smell of kalitas, rising up through the air.
0: Yeah, of course, everybody knows that song. <laughs> Come on, you've made, this, you've made this
1: game too easy for me now. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I had to because you look puzzled this whole trivia. All right, so then, since I gave you that clue, who would you say it is?
0: My favorite song from this band is about uh, an outlaw. Desperado Uh, Why don't you come to your senses (laughs) So this band is none other than The Eagles The
1: Eagles Alright well I don't think we need to really listen to What the judges have to say Right You got it, U.G. With five number one singles and six number one albums, six Grammy Awards, and five American Music Awards, the Eagles were one of the most successful musical acts of the 1970s in North America. They're also one of the world's best-selling bands, having sold more than 200 million records, including 100 million sold in the U.S. alone. They're inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1998, And we're ranked number 75 on Rolling Stone's 2004 list of the 100 Greatest Artists of All Time. And I got a couple of tracks that I'd like to share today.
0: Desperado included?
1: (laughs) Well, one from that album anyway. First up, we got Hotel California. Oh, tell me we're playing the unplugged version. (laughs) And that classic will be followed by Tequila Sunrise. Let's hear it.
2: another to keep the sunrise staring slowly across the sky said goodbye He was just a hired hand working on the dreams he planned to try. The days go by Every night when the sun goes by Take another shot of courage Wonder why the right words never come You just get numb It's another tequila sunrise This soul.
1: And that was tequila sunrise by the legendary eagles and i really like the vibe that they have with their music it's really chill relaxing it's not too hard but at the same time it's not too soft it's definitely something that you can hmm. you know rock out to when you're driving your ride in your car down the desert yeah much. that intro and the guitar
0: style in hotel california is definitely wild famous melody that everybody
1: knows Yeah, yeah. They took a picture for that album of a, actually a hotel in Beverly Hills. And the Beverly Hills Hotel actually got really upset that they used that picture for their hotel. Because if you listen to the lyrics of that song, it's a pretty, it's a creepy song.
0: You mean mean like it's downgrading a hotel (laughs) into a motel? Is that what you're talking about?
1: Uh, well, I think largely their problem was uh, commercial, right? I mean, you're using mm. our hotel to market your album, so you need to pay us some money. I think that's probably the biggest reason I why. I think
0: now it's the other way around. They have to pay them the money because <laughs> <laughs> now they, now this brand, this hotel, they are part of this
1: legendary song. Well, yeah, if you look at it that way, but I mean, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, it's a it's a place. It doesn't sound like a place like most people would want to go because it's just really creepy, ghosts, and all kinds of stuff happening.
0: Yeah, motel, yeah. <laughs> downgraded.
1: <laughs> anyway, so you, T, who you got for us today?
0: Right. So this one is a singer-songwriter. And, and earlier I was talking about how what a goddess she is to the artsy, we call them Wen Yi Qing Nian, the artsy young people in China. Okay. It's like the, the hipsters, the Chinese hipsters, but in a positive way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for one thing, this singer-songwriter, she writes very beautiful melodies. So her style is mostly... Indie With a bit of Chinese folk Okay um, Post rock Jazz Bossa Nova Or class, even classic music Oh you
1: said Bossa Nova That sounds That's, that's nice Well she's kind of like Puxu right
0: Yes it, They are both su- Singer songwriters And they write their own melodies Okay And at the time when she got popular, um, people were starting to get tired of the commercial music that came out of streamlined production. Okay. Right? Yeah. And so it's a good time. So she happened to be in a
1: good time to become famous.
0: And also, her lyrics are often very obscure.
1: <laughs> okay, so you don't understand what she's talking about at all.
0: Right. Uh-oh, and that no. makes the, her lyrics the perfect quote for a teenagers' Facebook bio. Because, you know, the teenagers, they want to look deep, profound, Oh, uh, right. Yeah. I'm so, not sure if you have been through that stage, but I definitely have. And I and, and I feel ashamed when I look back
1: <laughs> to the old quotes that I wrote online. No, nah, I think I'm, I missed that wave. I, um, I like to be transparent, and those obscurities just annoy me a little bit, actually.
0: <laughs> so you went straight from 15 to uh, 40. <laughs>
1: No, I just it was just my form of communication, man. I just like to be straightforward, and but yeah, I I can see how some people like to have this type of abstract message. It gives them a little bit more creativity, and it almost makes them be more appealing. So yeah. they'll put like some quote somewhere, and it's like trying to crack decipher it. Is um, for some people that they care to you know try to figure yeah, out the I, meaning.
0: I have to say this is very common for the teenagers uh-huh. in okay. the youth time. So, now let's get to know her a little bit more. All right, let's go. fact, number one, this singer, no surprise, she was a little bit rebellious. Sure. And her mother put her to learn classic music. But when she entered high school, she got interested in rock music. I'm noticing a trend
1: here, yes. <laughs> and she wanted Kids to... don't like classical instruments or music. Right. I yeah. think
0: that's a style for elders... <laughs>
1: <laughs> because,
0: maybe it's because Only old people can afford To go to the concerts
1: Well, I, I think that There's a lot of associations You know, with these types of um, You know, for example Like classical music And if you play this music Or if you listen to this music While you're learning Then it'll help your brain waves It'll help you remember more And this type of so Brain wave of, Right, it gives you There's a lot of positive uh, Associations with classical music And I mm. think that When people hear it They feel like Oh, this person must be From an affluent family all of these positive connotations with this type of music. So I think that's something that a lot of parents feel like if my kid can go to a recital and play the piano really well, then I've done well as a parent. Sounds
0: interesting. But despite of all these positive connotations, yeah. she still wanted to give up piano for guitar because she was into rock music at that of course, time. yeah. And her mother, at the first time, she was very against it because <laughs> a lot of parents think children or kids who are into music, they will turn out to be bad. also <laughs> if they're into rock music then they'll
1: just be a uh, little rodents, son, like.
0: Right, rebels. <laughs> and she still insisted to learning guitar anyway to prove that she could do things that she wants at the same time remain to be her mother's good daughter. Hmm. And another rebel story from her is that despite of her mother's objection she applied to study philosophy in college <laughs> which mm. is a very uncommon subject to learn to major in
1: so she can get a uh, a D&D when she graduates and that's a an abbreviation for a do nothing degree because it's kind of difficult to mm, get work I was going to ask what is <laughs> D&D mean? it's difficult to get work with uh, a philosophy degree unless you're going to teach it yeah but that's partly
0: the reason for why her lyrics have been so obscure ah, just thinking about uh, philosopher Writing the stories. Archimedia <laughs> right. or yeah, yeah.
1: That <laughs> makes perfect sense now. You're on a wavelength that most people are not on, so most people don't understand you.
0: Right. Um now let's move on to the next fact. Um, and this is according to well, herself. <laughs> when she was when she was according age, to her, all right. At the age of nineteen, she started a band called Sun Cream in college Sun
1: Cream right Sun Cream oh okay and when wow, she that's kind of a random name but yeah I guess right. for these rockers they have these really weird and obscure yeah, names there, right
0: there's more coming and when she entered the show business she formed a girl band called Maiden Specimen Maiden Specimen <laughs> and that's not about it and her third album which was in Mandarin is named Groupies
1: Guitarist Groupies guitar, like groupie 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 Okay. Wow. Because she,
0: I guess, she had this kind of experience when she was in school. She would often skip classes to go to the concerts. Mm, Maybe not the second half of the meaning. Yeah, Yeah, but I wouldn't know. I'm deducing a little bit more from that. Okay. (laughs) And this is the worst name from all her songs. There was one time after a trip to Paris, Mm -hmm. she released an English single named. With the word for female genitalia, so oh, I think I know what that
1: is. <laughs> right? <laughs> she <laughs> named her album that, or a song? It or? Says it's an English single.
0: Yeah. After. So the, it was in English. Yeah, it was in it was in English. Wow. You can actually find it on YouTube, and <laughs> I don't have to explain you through. I don't want. I don't have to walk you through the the spelling so of after this she word. she got
1: back from France. Huh, she wanted right. to make this song.
0: So the the title was indeed weird, but the song actually preaches give a hand to anyone probably give a hand in what way the title is actually calling to a pickpocket in paris okay right because for the first time in her life, she was feeling after during the trip, she got robbed. Huh? <laughs> actually, not her. She was feeling a, this great sense of uh, helplessness and anger for being a woman because she was punched and even spat on her face by the pickpocket. After she, wow. after she stopped him, not only did she like, take, it, not only crime. did he
1: take her money, he spit on her and and punched her too. Jeez!
0: Oh, she was actually stopping the pickpocket uh, from stealing someone else's money.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: she was acting on behalf of justice Mm, right. Okay. And uh, after this violence, yes. she wrote this song, and I think uh, so. That's why I think that the title itself is,
1: is like calling the pickpocket. So maybe the she's calling. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's 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 my thought process. Yeah. But this song is going to attract <laughs> eyes and ears, right? People are going to want to know. Okay, what is What's this song? What's the story <laughs> behind this? Right. <laughs> right.
0: And it happens to be quite a loving, a lovely and uh, soft tune. Uh huh. Right. Let's move on to the next fact. When the company released her first album, they won Wanted to attract more attention they were thinking where can we get more people and they ended up going to perform on an overpass Tianqiao, a sky bridge, we call it in China. Make sure that everybody sees them, right? Right, and overpass <laughs> right next to a train station. If you have been to a train station in China, you would know it's super busy. Yes, I do. <laughs> and the Especially pedestrian around
1: Chinese New Year, okay. yes.
0: Right, it's a nightmare. <laughs> and the pedestrians, they started
1: forming layers
0: of circles to watch her sing. So
1: that she just made the traffic... 10 times worse Even though it's already bad
0: Exactly It's already bad And uh, the pedestrians They block the road And the traffic police Later they have to come And give them a ticket I bet they were pissed (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, they did didn't she, give did a she ticket. get punched by the police officers or what?
0: They were friendly. She wasn't <laughs> conducting something very serious. But there's a picture online you can find that she was posing in front of a camera with a big crowd behind her.
1: Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. How about with the handcuffs on? Did she get a picture of that too? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not gangster rap or that genre of music.
1: <laughs> hey, was she? I mean, she's disturbing the peace. I mean, there's all kinds of people who can't get to the train station. Traffic okay. can't run. I mean, that, yeah. Not, that's yeah. Not a crime?
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure it's probably just a minor offense. Minor offense, okay. Right. But no 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 handcuffs, huh? It's not that bad, right? Okay, all right. And now the next fact is from Memoir of Time and uh, Space 1994. What is that? What? It's just two random vloggers I found online. Oh, okay her company bankrupted in 2002 so she had become an independent musician and started her own studio in Mandarin it's called
1: So Petty and of course she wait, was wait 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 you said that the she started her own company is called what? it's called So Patty. Petty, so mean. Or why, why is she calling what, these names, man? She, I think she needs like someone to help her. That's probably why you're not a philosopher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want to get into that philosopher's mind and perspective. Okay, yeah, that that sounds about. <laughs> that's right. probably, Maybe that's yeah, why yeah. I'm just not. I'm not feeling
1: the titles for her
0: work. Yeah, right. And and of course, when she started that studio, she was the only staff working there, and she had to deal with all kinds of business errands by herself, uh-huh. license registration, cover design, all the petty stuff, right. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense And she used to (laughs) deliver The box of her recordings Riding her scooter over And that actually leads To another story I'll explain later So she released A couple of singles During this time And until two years She gathered a bunch of musician friends to a deserted warehouse by the sea and she got a loan from the bank to create this new album. Okay. And this Mandarin album named A Lush Adventure which is indeed an adventure because she got a loan from the bank to make it and it turned out to be a successful adventure
1: because it, it sold pretty well.
0: Well that title
1: I think that her choice in titling this album got a little bit better I mean A Lush Now adventure. you can understand that makes that's pretty the That's pretty linear. I think that that yeah. works Good title Yeah Good titling so.
0: And this next fact is a big clue for our Chinese fans out there And this is according to Sohu.com She used to sing in a Chinese
1: folk diner called Witch A folk diner? <laughs> Chinese folk diner Wow, I've never been to a folk diner What exactly is a folk diner?
0: It's probably a diner that invites singers to sing Chinese folk music
1: Okay folk music so this is like traditional instruments and this kind of thing like Arhu and guzheng and this kind of thing
0: I would hope so but unfortunately I think these places it's just a singer playing guitar and sing
1: okay uh, the Ruan or just a regular guitar because that's not folk to me I mean I don't, you know <laughs> folk means like traditional instruments right. and traditional style right
0: it's the it's the music the music itself is more they sing about maybe stuff about China but they use guitar as an instrument Okay. Okay. I
1: think um, that's that sounds again. very philosophical too.
0: <laughs> she used to sing in a Chinese folk diner called a witch. A witch. Where? Did a she witch. name?
1: Did she name this uh, bar too, or she was just a, a staff singing and working there? And the place was called the witch, right? I think she named it. She had to have named it. Why would a place name their venue the witch? That just sounds like it's a really dark. Is it is it a punk rock kind of place? But you said it's a folk. It's diner. a Chinese
0: folk, yeah, it's like soft, uh, soothing music style.
1: What is the witch in Chinese traditional culture? We don't have witch. I didn't in think our so. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a Western word. It's probably like a mixed culture in this diner. I, I think I think she named
1: that place, man. She had to. <laughs>
0: yeah, TJ has a serious problem that's, with that's her. Right, that's right up her Singing skill. <laughs> so when she was singing in this diner, she liked to talk about her feelings and thoughts about the songs every time she finishes one. Mm. And uh, it's almost like a teacher giving the class. And there was one time after the performance, she said, now it's the end of today's performance. Class is dismissed. <laughs> and later, fans like to call her Teacher Chen. Or in Chinese, Chen Laoshi.
1: Okay, so she probably keeps that... Well she probably ends her music and her albums this way or
0: it's a very commonly known name, nickname for, for this musician. And okay. Yeah. So fans so that's a big fan that's a big tip out there. Yeah, it's a big clue for her fans out there. All right. Okay, now we are at the very last fact. So there is a stereotype that Chinese folk music they often sing about pretty rough
1: lifestyle. Do you mean like that destitute or the music brings down the mood a little bit it's about the lyrics the lifestyle they're saying about
0: is, so it evokes is usually, this feeling of sadness right it doesn't involve a lamborghini or a mansion <laughs> <laughs> it's usually a pretty <laughs> run-down house or apartment
1: okay so times are hard right. always hard with folk music
0: yeah and her music also counts as somehow chinese folk as well but people joke about her song's Sound very rich because there's one, the iconic song from her. It sings that you've tasted the night of Paris, you've walked on the snowy Beijing, you've embraced the Passion Islands, you
1: bury turkey in your memory.
0: You've collected many flights, <laughs> souvenirs, and the beautiful days around the world.
1: So she's talking about herself or she's talking about somebody else. You've and done this,
0: you've done that. And it's interesting that by the time she wrote this song, she hasn't been to Paris or Turkey yet. And did she say that she ate turkey or buried, buried a turkey? <laughs> buried a turkey. It's kind of a common expression in Chinese. It's like burying something
1: into your memory. Uh-huh. Okay. Um yeah, that sounds a bit philosophical, but uh okay. I think I can fathom what she's trying to say.
0: All right. So that's pretty much all I've got. That's for all you got? This musician. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, well, that's. I think this one's a bit tough because I mm. don't know that many folk musicians. Well, at least I don't know that many famous ones. So yeah, it's um like an indie musician. So. Okay, so it's she's like okay, okay indie. So that just makes it a little bit more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I used to do a, another music show. As I mentioned before, we played a lot of different songs. And in, in terms of indie, there's one person that um, I heard. Her name is pretty simple, so it's easier for me to remember. Since my knowledge is limited, I'm going to guess An Anpu. Um, Poo. Yes. Okay.
0: I'm not even sure who that is, but <laughs> 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 but I think I can pass the ride to the judges. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, but yeah. this musician, her name is, or in Chinese, Chen Qizhen, or and in English, uh, Cheer Chen. Cheer Chen. Yes. So she is a Chinese singer-songwriter, and according to Baidupedia. So this Chinese author slash director slash rally driver, Han Han, he described her music as non-commercialized and also relatively high-end mass culture, which... I don't find very friendly for understanding, <laughs> to, for a description to a music.
1: <laughs> okay, so you you read the description, but you're not really sure what he actually meant.
0: I know what he meant, but I don't think it's friendly to describe a music as high end. It's high like, end. It's yeah. not like for for poor people. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. Not yeah,
1: them. this I hear this being thrown around a lot with a lot of things, not just in music, but like in other contexts, and it does seem a little bit weird. Since you bring that up. What is your description of this person's music? For
0: everyone. <laughs> this is the music for everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So what songs you got for right. us today?
0: So I've got the first song is in Chinese is called Fish. Oh, y- fish. That's very simple. Right. Okay. And, but the actually, this song has an official translation in English, which is The Edge. And that will be followed by... Sing uh, The meaning of traveling
1: Oh boy, this, this naming <laughs> <laughs> T.J. is lost in translation Oh, seriously But before we get to those tracks, man Chi, I want to thank you again for joining me Gosh, For another pleasure, another episode of Pop Muse And for those of you listening out there Be sure to join us next time for another crazy trivia I'm T.J. Reed, And this is Yunqi Take it easy, folks We will see you next time Hey, peace out
3: 我坐在椅子上曾经狂奔如果有一个怀抱 勇敢不及代价,
4: 别让我飞,
3: 坐在夕阳里看长生的帅容随着冷的湿的幸福花丢不掉的 Round 你看过了许多美景说不出今年 Trouble